This is Might Sound Wild, a podcast for business owners, creatives, and anyone who wants to do what they love for a living. Hosted by Ron Wayne Scott and April Loyal. Today we're covering a suggested topic. Recently someone suggested that we address old Instagram versus new Instagram. And honestly, I believe today is going to have to be a little bit more of a discussion instead of our typical method of trying to give you advice and pointers and tips because this is just something that um, has us baffled sometimes as well. And we'll just let you know um, how we navigate going through social media as it is now versus how it used to be. If you're enjoying the Might Sound Wild podcast, we'd appreciate it if you'd leave us a rating and review. And make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you'll get a notification every time we release a new episode. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Might Sound Wild. Both Shore Shooters and Mountain Escape are expanding this year. We have high hopes for growing, and that means we need new photographers in many areas. We are definitely looking for photographers in Southern Florida, the Tampa area, the South Carolina coast, the North Carolina coast, and as always, if we didn't name your area, please feel free to apply. You can find the application at mightsoundwild.co. All right, this week we are discussing old Instagram versus new Instagram. And April, you're probably going to have to uh, carry most of the discussion on this one because I am honestly not much of an Instagram person. I'm just kind of there and occasionally post something on there, but I don't really understand it. So uh, we we do have some expert help with us this week, right? Yes, Um you guys know Brianna runs social media for shore shooters and mountain escape and might sound wild, but I even think that Brianna probably doesn't consider herself some Instagram expert as much as she's like, I know what I have to do to make this job work. And, um, I, you know, is that right? Would you say that you kind of feel that way? Yes. I'm definitely not an expert because (laughs) sometimes I get so frustrated with it. Just like everybody else. It's not like I, um, am some kind of social media wizard just because I manage all of these accounts. It's not like um, I didn't go to like school for marketing or anything like that. I just know how to make things cute. I know how to make things work for us. And yeah, sometimes I am even confused. Yeah. There's always a learning curve um, because social media is constantly changing and it has been for the last 10, 12 years regularly. And what I learned trying to prepare for this topic today was that a lot of people get in an uproar when the changes um, come. You know, yeah. They- and we've, we've seen over the years, uh, the Facebook has gone through the same thing. There have mm-hmm. been so many times throughout the history of Facebook that they will change something. And you have so many people saying, I hate this, go back to the way it used to be. They won't go back to the way it used to be. And everybody eventually just gets used to it. I was going to say, but guess what? They're still there. They're still there. Still exactly. There, so. Exactly. And I think and, that's the reason why they don't go back to the way it used to be, because they know that everybody's still going to be there regardless of what they do. Yeah. I, I feel bad when I see the frustration being to a point where, especially with, and I'll switch back to the Instagram topic. I um, definitely follow some of the people that have been around since the beginning, the ones that were able to capitalize on the popularity of it really early on. And they were kind of ahead of their time and didn't even realize it by marketing their product um, through Instagram and having, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers or more. And those people, those same people, fast forward to 12 years later, are still using valuable time to complain about the changes of Instagram more than they are 
promoting their art or I guess simultaneously while trying to say, we work so hard and this is how we provide for our family and our product isn't getting seen anymore. You know, we want it to go back. And it's just such a regular conversation that some of these old timers, I guess, which I would put most people I'd call old timers are probably in their thirties. If they've been successful on Instagram for a long time, they feel like the rug has been ripped out from under them and they use so much valuable time and energy to complain about that. And I just don't see that being beneficial. I think initially, maybe, yes, we complained when it changed, but it's been the big changes really took place in 2022, 2021. Um, It's here to stay. Yeah. Instead of using your time to complain about it, use that time to figure out how to adjust your business model or whatever to make it work with the changes. That's what you should be doing. Yeah, I initially started that to say, because guess what? They're still there. So as mad they as are. they are, as infuriated, I've even seen threats. I'm leaving Instagram. They don't leave. They don't yeah. leave yeah. because there are, there are many reasons. They're either addicted. Also, they're Instagram doesn't care if you leave. Hate to break it to you. But yeah. If you leave. They got they millions of other care. people. Yeah. Like you can protest the new Instagram all you want, but it's not going to change. And it's just going to keep getting it's just going to keep changing the way that they're doing it it's not going to go back to how it was i'm going to be 20 this year and i think i've been on instagram since i was 13 um and yeah it's changed a lot since then but i've been in the change and not like because i guess i haven't been on it since day one i'm not like constantly being like oh this used to just be a platform for sharing pictures also MySpace doesn't exist anymore either. So you've mm-hmm. got to either evolve and change or just disappear altogether. So, well, the head of Instagram did say something along those lines as I was reading through other articles online, um, trying to figure out how people felt about this. Because when this topic was suggested to me through my, I, I posed a question a couple of weeks ago, like, what do you guys want us to cover on our podcast? And this one stuck out to me old Instagram versus new Instagram. I was like, oh, wow, this is a real thing that a lot of um, late 20s, early 30s are experiencing in their, you know, that the platform has changed. And it, I think it's just scary and it makes them feel that there's a threat to their income. Because, you know, if you try to think about it from a lighthearted standpoint, you're like, oh, most people are complaining because they don't see friends anymore on Instagram like we do on Facebook. You don't see your friends or your friend's kids or like the reason the platform started in the first place was to follow people that you knew and keep up with them. That's just not what it is anymore. Um, And so that shouldn't be something that it should rattle people that much. Like, okay, sorry, you don't see your friends anymore, but this is messing with people's livelihood. So that's why it's a serious threat. But here's the thing that everybody needs to understand. They're a business. Facebook Mm -hmm. and Instagram is a business. So they are going to adjust things to suit the flow better to their advertisers. And that's the reason why it doesn't matter how much you complain. They're not going to go back to the way it used to be because they made those changes so they could make more money. Right. The Mosery, I think that's how you say his name. He's the head of Instagram. I think I'm saying that correctly. I, I read a direct quote for him from him addressing you know, the concerns. And one of the things he said was, we're also going to need to evolve because the world is changing quickly and we're going to have to change along with it. Oh, of so, course. you know, in comes TikTok 
And from what I was reading, because I don't know anything about TikTok, um, Brian has been on it, and I'd say most people her age are on it. People my age are on it. I don't want to make it a young, but it is a younger crowd. And yeah. um, when it came through, it's very obvious that Instagram felt the need to compete. But yeah. from what I was reading online, TikTok said, you know, Facebook and Instagram are the social platforms. We're here to be informative. We're not here to be social. Yeah. So it, I think it does seem a little unfair to consumers or people who are on both platforms. They're annoyed because they don't want another TikTok. They want Instagram to remain the same. And Instagram took a lot of um, took a lot of what they're you know, what they're pushing now, the the larger format screen even, you know, to where, because so, you know, when you're on TikTok, all you can see is what you're looking at in that moment takes up your entire screen. Yeah. Um, and, and you scroll through that way. And Instagram kind of started toying with that too, right, whenever they were introducing Reels. Yep, and I, I remember I, that. I tried to read some positive spins on it. And one um, one girl was quoted saying, if you want to look at this in a positive light instead of being frustrated – realize that you're the one taking up the entire screen for a few seconds, minutes. Sure. And it's only you that can be seen for that time. They can't see the next thing down in their feed. Right. It, right. All they see is you. Whereas some people see that as like threatening or annoying. You can try and shift your opinion to be, well, this is my chance. You know, this is my time to shine. Yeah. So, I'll, I'll say on a personal note, and I, I have no idea when this topic was suggested, if this is the conversation that the person was expecting to come out of it or not. So I apologize if, you know, we're just kind of winging it on this episode. But I'll say that the way that I've survived, um, and trust me, I've taken some hits. Like I've, I will say that the way that Instagram is now requires a lot more thought, a lot more planning, a lot more time. And I used to just very half-hearted do Instagram and it worked for me. Kind of like yeah. if you're a kind of student like I was, I was a lazy student, but somehow still made straight A's or A's and B's. You know, I I was able to get in there last minute, get my homework done or pass a test. And that's how I'd been skating through Instagram for the last several years. So yeah. when all the changes came, I was not like able to do that anymore. I couldn't just yeah. And and I guess I guess the way to describe it in in Instagram world, getting an A would be having several thousand views on a reel. And right. so so that's what you were doing. You didn't really know a whole lot about Instagram, but you were still getting a lot of views. And then all of a sudden the changes happen and all of a sudden you're getting an F because you're only getting five people seeing your reel. Yes. <laughs> that, used that, to, that used to get seen by thousands. And that bruises so many things, your ego, your confidence, your frustration, because you're like, I just made this and nobody, and nobody saw it or no one responded. But I think there's a bunch of reasons, and Brianna can attest to this by constantly fighting that battle with shore shooters in Mount Escape, is there are many reasons that people aren't engaging with your content. Mm -hmm. And it's not always th that it didn't get seen. And that's something I think we don't want to face. The truth is, is people are so programmed to scroll now. And that's yeah. one one reason people don't like reels is because it is it is just programming the person on the opposite end viewing to scroll. Yeah. Is you might love something and totally forget to like it. It happens to me all the time. 
I see people that I know personally on Instagram posting something wonderful they did, and I forget to engage with it because oh, I, yeah, exactly. We're not living in it. It almost takes as much energy to engage with people as it does to promote and push your own stuff. Yeah, I, I do the same thing because I always try to, anytime that Brianna posts something on the Shore Shooters or Mountain Escape or Might Sound Wild pages, I always try to hit like on it just mm-hmm. to help sort of boost it and get it seen by more people. But sometimes I'll just be halfway there you know, in my brain and just scrolling through there. And I'll just scroll right past a shore shooters or mountain escape post without hitting that little heart. And then I'll go back and go, Oh, I better, uh, I better hit the heart. Yeah. There's a lot. Well, what I've noticed within like myself and the reason I don't have TikTok anymore for a, a million personal reasons, but one of them being that I was, such a robot scrolling liking everything and not even watching it i would just like it and keep scrolling like i've done that too i was like zoned out like some sort of weird zombie and i did not like the way that made me feel just because i don't know why but for instagram i don't spend hours on it like i do tiktok maybe because i work on instagram yeah i do find myself scrolling on there in the mornings and at night like everyone else on the planet but like i have to make a conscious effort not to do it still but it's not as bad as tiktok for some reason tiktok makes me like a it's informative it's information right yeah well recipes, humor, books. Yeah, there's just so much. I mean, I like getting book content on there. I like seeing, you know, there's certain stuff that I like seeing on TikTok, but at some point you like one video about one thing and then your whole feed is that. Mm -hmm. And it's like- It does, yeah. It's just a bunch of trash. Like there's so much trash on TikTok that can't, that Instagram can't get by with for some reason. Like, I don't know, just overly sexual content or like, I don't know, just so much trash on there. And it really just depends on you can like one or two videos and then it's so hard to get away. from. So I think from what I'm understanding from the little bit of articles I was reading prepping for this was because of the data, I'm saying all of this wrong because I'm not a technical nerdy person at all. Um, Because TikTok's platform is video, um, they're able to analyze how long you stay on the video, how you engage with it. So from the get-go, they have been able to determine what the viewer wants faster. So, um, Well, Instagram does that to a certain extent as well, because I remember mm -hmm. when I first started raising chickens, I obviously had Googled some stuff about chicken feed and how to raise chickens and stuff like that. And after that, all of a sudden, every time I would go on Mm -hmm. Instagram, I'm getting all this stuff related to chickens. Yeah. They've they've always had their ways, but they wanted to promote reels and video as a way to be as good. Yeah. At compared to TikTok when really almost, you know, almost all of the Instagram reels that you see, if you keep scrolling and keep scrolling, like I've done before, it's just recycled TikTok material. Mm -hmm. Like I'll send my friend something on Instagram. They'll be like, I saw that on TikTok like last week. Yeah. So it's like, you're not really ahead. You're just kind of aging yourself a little bit. Like, I mean, me and my friends always joke that me and my boyfriend watch just 
recycled TikTok videos on Instagram because neither of us are on TikTok. So it's like you're just recycling content and recycling content and it's but don't you have Pointless, to, don't actually. you have to uh, kind of, res- as a, as, okay, say you're a photographer trying to make it in this crazy world or you have some kind of product to offer. Oh yeah. Everything is recycled. And mm-hmm. um, one of the, one of the articles called it like a Frankenstein product because it's almost like, how does it even feel real after you've promoted it on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, you know, yeah. even, I don't know, Snapchat, whatever. You've, you've treated your one thing you're trying to promote. And then the worst is Instagram because there's too many ways to go about promoting it. We've oh, got yeah. stories. We've got posts. We've got reels. Instagram like took TikTok and Snapchat and Facebook and all like mashed it into mm-hmm. one thing. And I think that's why people are so frustrated because they're like, we already have TikTok. We already have Snapchat. We already have Facebook. Like we don't want to do all of these things on one platform. Like it's just too much. And other people like that. Other people don't have Snapchat or TikTok and they like to use it as that. But it does mess up the algorithm. Like we said earlier, like you can't see any of the people that you follow yeah, because you're just um, being flooded with content all day long from people who you've never seen before. And you're never going to see again if you don't follow them or save their video or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And, um, well, which if they're spending enough money, you'll see them over and over again. Oh, or that, yeah. Or you'll yeah. overly see people. You'll see people way too often that you don't really care to see because paid promotion. And, I, and all that I, kind I of think stuff. that might be one of the reasons why it doesn't bother me is because I've always been a person who has struggled with social media on a level that I mean I don't necessarily like it. So I've always been joked that I have like one foot in the door and one foot out. And so it doesn't bother me that I don't see people on Instagram that I know, because if I want to know anything about someone, I know about them. We're close. We know each other. Yeah. We talk on a regular basis. We see each other in real life or we text. So I'm not on Instagram to just keep up with friends. So maybe that's why it doesn't bother me. Um, Because on Instagram because you're a photographer. Yeah. Yeah. Because you like to post your pictures. It's always been a superficial kind of feeling to me to talk about myself or to view people I know and love in this capacity that almost felt fake. So it, it doesn't bother me. And I'm not trying to, you know, say that that's how everyone should feel because everyone feels about it differently. But now back to what we were talking about with all the options when you're trying to promote a product, this person called it Instagram has a feature bloat. And I was like, (laughs) Oh my God, that's so serious. It's really true. You don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Like, how are you, which way are you going to go about it? So I took a poll personally on my Instagram a few days ago to ask people various questions. Number one, I'm trying to figure out who follows me because my content has been all over the map for the last couple of years and I kind of haven't cared. And then at the same time, I'm like, well, maybe it's getting serious that I actually find my niche and kind of stick with it. If I'm going to waste time here, let's make it work for me. So I asked, um, you know, through some polls, like, why are you here? I, I was surprised to say that about 62 or 65% of people know me personally who follow this oh, wow. poll. Okay. Now you got to think okay. not everyone answers the poll questions. I, I, that, I don't, and what do they consider personally? Yeah, yeah. And I, and I don't yeah, believe a lot of the people Because I, I definitely a lot do of not the, know 8,000 people. <laughs> probably a lot of the people who don't know you personally 
are the ones who didn't answer the poll. They didn't answer and the poll. Exactly. Because it's, it's, if you know somebody personally, you're more likely to interact with them. Exactly. I looked at the voters to see if I knew most of the people and I did. So yeah. um, anyway, so one of the questions I asked was how they like to view content. Mm-hmm. And surprisingly up there with reels, the, the one that won was good old fashioned posts. Yeah. So mm. people still do like a good old fashioned, just post the way it's always been. Um, chances are they may not see it from what their algorithm is doing these days, but I think people prefer still to see it that way. So that, that really enlightened me. And if you're listening to this and you're like, I do not understand Instagram anymore, or I've, I've got this, <laughs> maybe consider taking a poll as well um, to ask people, um, you know, the questions that you need answered, you know, like, why are you here? How do you want, you know, how do you want to see things? And um, only because only because I would hate to see us all just spinning our wheels and being like a hamster on a wheel, like wasting our time trying to create and then not knowing, you know, how to push it or if it's working or, Cause we're, cause we're also always going to be here too. Right. Like yeah. we're, we can't just, no, we can't just quit. We can't just be like, ah, screw Instagram. I don't want to be on here anymore. Not yeah. at this point. Now you're like locked in. If you own a business, especially in a visual world, like photography, yeah, yeah. you're here to stay, you know, so yeah. make it work for you. Don't let it get you frustrated. Do not let it make you feel defeated or less than I realize there are people with a different mental health mentality than myself that something might be attached to Instagram for them. That's like a personal, you know, they feel deflated after they feel like maybe, you know, insecure because Instagram isn't working for them anymore. And that is just unacceptable. Do not let it do that to you. There is nothing about Instagram that values you or gives you any kind of worth. And you have to have that healthy balance with these platforms. And I really do think more people struggle with that than they, than, than we know, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Social media is, if you don't know what you're consuming, like if you don't know who the consumer is, then you are the consumer is what I like heard. If you haven't watched The Social Dilemma on Netflix, it literally goes into like what social media is and how it affects people. And not really from like a business standpoint, it's a little bit different if you're looking at it strictly for business purposes. But on a personal level, I would watch it. I probably should watch it again because they just have so many good points about what social media does to your brain and Honestly, it just helps you understand social media better. And, oh, that's what they said. They said, if you don't know what product you're consuming, then you are the product. Like, you are the product to all of these influencers, all of these businesses, anybody on social media that's putting out content, but you're the product. You're what they're trying to sell. You are what they're trying to get to click. All of that all of that stuff, you're the product. And it really changes the way that you view social media. And they've got like sources on there that used to work at Instagram, work at Facebook, work at Twitter, all that kind of crazy stuff. And it just helps you understand social media way, way better. And it made me want to not be on social media anymore. Mm-hmm. but I, I have to because mm-hmm. of work. So Yeah, that is a constant struggle for me. I'm like, I don't want to be here because it feels like a big fat waste of time and I feel like a big Mm -hmm. fat um, 
look at me, look at me person. And I've always struggled with that, even from the beginning. Um, it, it, I mean, even back in the day for like with Facebook, which I left years ago, I'm just like, I think it, um, I think it feels, you know, unless, unless you really do enjoy being in the spotlight and there are tons of people out there that do, if you don't, it can feel like a constant battle, but I, I suggest that you treat it. I like what you said about the Netflix documentary being, which I haven't watched that by the way, but I, um, sorry, my cat's extra verbal today. I hope everyone, <laughs> I'm in the, I'm having the attitude that's like, I'm going to make this work for me, you know? Um, I'm not going to look at it from a personal standpoint where it makes me feel superficial or something. I'm going to look at it from a, um, this is the new world that we live in and my businesses depend on how active I am on social media. But I do try to keep, continue to keep the um, side of it to be very, I don't like to think too much in, of it as a business for my personal Instagram. Like I tr still try to make it me, yeah. personal things yeah. about myself. And I will say talking old versus new is um, the way that things used to be. I think it's going back to that in a, in a little a certain way. So even though we have reels and stories and like all these professional tools, I'll call them. Um, I think that more people want to consume real unedited, mm -hmm. unfiltered, you know, real posts content is what I'm trying to say. And yeah. I think I asked that in my little poll was, do you want to see like polished, you know, edited things are you here to see like real life or real life? Exactly. I know. I'm really into seeing real life content, whether it's reels or the same content as what we're seeing, but like in a more authentic version of it, I'm so tired of seeing things that are posed, like things that mm -hmm. are, you know, like reaction videos that are clearly scri like scripted, if you want to yeah. call it that or whatever. Like they're like, oh, doing this to my husband or surprising my husband, blah, blah, blah. Let's get his reaction. And it's all fake. It's like mm -hmm. so fake. And you can tell. And I just am so tired of that. And I hope that we go back to not doing things for views and just doing things because you like them or doing things that are genuine and. Well, that was the resounding vote. That's what I got. Yeah. People, people want real life. And I personally do. So if someone, even a photographer. So let me let me clear this up. I'm not talking about just content creators who are trying to sh send you a link to their pants or their shoes or something. Or farmers who are trying to tell you which chicken feed to buy or any of that. I'm talking about even photographers who the goal is to show your polished work. Mm -hmm. People still want to see your unscripted, unedited, real life and that I personally will hit follow on something that looks like iPhone photos before I will yeah. a perfectly yeah. polished photographer. Sure. And that's, that's tricky. So that, so, so what do you do about that? If you're trying to sell photography, you're trying to sell yourself. How do you go about balancing that? Knowing what I just said, knowing that more people want to see the real deal. They want to see iPhone photos more than they want to see your work. Well, just remember, you've got a website for your work. You've got, yeah. um, you know, I think That's we have stories are great. We've got stories. Yeah. You've got highlights. You can, you know, and I know that I think some people use reels to show the like more unscripted, the, yeah. the real life. Um, but even thinking about your post grid, like 
I think back in the day or not even back in the day, just a couple of years ago, we were all still trying to make that perfectly beautiful because we thought this is our representation right here. Well, it's not the only way. I mean, drive people to your website or highlight in your stories where you want them to see that finished look. Because when it comes to social media these days, it's fast. It's a lot. It's there's millions of people up there to keep up with. And you need to be real if someone's going to yeah. connect yeah. with you. Well, you know, you I think the best way to describe it is like what you said. You know, your website is to show off your work. Use your social media to show who you are. That's right. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a good three seconds to catch people's <laughs> attention, or they're gonna keep scrolling. It's that's I'm true. So that's true. Like you literally got maybe three seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or people will keep scrolling. I mean, here's some idea to wrap this up today because I feel like normally our podcast is very point based and driven to give you some kind of advice to take away, and all we've done is sit here and discuss whether we do or don't like it, and it probably sounds um, like a mixed conversation because it is because we because we have the we have the same relationship with social media that you do probably yeah but um here here's some things to think about if you're a photographer which i think most of our listeners are show people into your world of photography show them yeah. and here's just some suggestions show them behind the scenes make it a point to talk about how you came up with an idea um what it looks like to prepare for a shoot what goes into it, show them your settings, show them your editing tips and tricks. Be If you're not already doing that, or if you're already doing that a little bit and you wonder if it's pointless, it's not. That's what people want to see. Show Even if they're your clients and not other photographers, you might say, well, I'm not an educator or people don't care what I did. You don't have to be. Yeah. People care. And people, even your, your clients care because it just shows them inside of the behind the scenes of what it's going to look like to shoot with you. So keep exactly. doing stuff like that. Show them where you mess up. I mean, I wonder how many videos Brianna and I have of trying to load film cameras. They're just <laughs> hilarious. Like, oh my God, yeah. we had to start over, you know, like, so show, show, show all the realness that what goes into your shoot. And okay. here's another little tip and trick for reels. If you're still trying to navigate through that, um, the lot, remember what we were talking about with TikTok earlier, how they can analyze data based on how long you view a video. Don't yeah. forget that that's also true for Instagram. So okay. if, if, if you have um, some words, you know, over the first clip of your video and not, you know, don't, I'm not saying you're trying to trick people, but you kind of are here. If, if someone can't read those words, um, they will have to watch it again to yeah. see them again. Yeah. So, and also don't leave words off your reel that like people need to know what they're looking at. Don't, okay. you know, don't forget, they may not have sound on, they may not understand what they're looking at because reels aren't just for your followers. That's another thing you need to wrap your brain yeah. around. Reels are for everyone on the internet. Okay. Not okay. just for the people who follow you. So just remember that like, they don't know what they're looking at. Yeah. And then I'd, I'd say the last thing is give them something that they want to keep or they want to send to someone else. Make it share, make it worth sharing or saving. That's okay. another goal that you can put into your, you know, little back of your brain okay. for like what you're trying, how you're trying to go forward with existing in the social media world. Like if you're going to be here, be here. Yeah. Don't, do yeah. like outfit inspo or, you know, for my film account, I am thinking about trying to keep track of what film I shot what on so I can share that in the post. Like I used this camera and this film mm-hmm. so people will know. And, um, 
because I personally find it frustrating when I can't tell what film somebody used for pictures. But um, just make it savable. Yeah, shareable. Pe- people are here for okay. information these days. I think that's really important. And I think, okay. um, you know, you think eventually it'll just, it, it used to be kind of like you're either good at, I think that that's what really burns the OG Instagrammers, to be honest, is it used to be like them up here on the top of this pyramid and everyone out. And there was a lot of them, but not near as many as there are now. Yeah. They were doing well. They were successful. They had the most followers. They, they always seemed to be on the edge of what looked good, you know? Yeah. And, and being a photographer was more scarce then. Now yeah. Everybody's a photographer. And now I think people are bummed because they're like, whoa all these content creators and just influencers are, are all good. So it's, and guess what? Here's another thing to remember. The numbers don't matter anymore. The numbers yeah. are pointless. The, the amount of followers, the amount of likes, all of that is not what Instagram takes into consideration anymore to show you what you're offering in the algorithm. So that's pointless. And maybe that's another thing that burns the, the well-liked people yeah. from the past mm-hmm. is maybe the so. high numbers don't really amount to much these days. Their millions yeah. of followers don't really change how many people are seeing their stuff. Yeah. So we're all kind of more at an even playing field here, even if we have a smaller amount of followership and all that. So anyway, okay. I would encourage you to stop complaining and stick around. If you have negative thoughts, just, just let that adjust. be for the moment. Just Learn adjust. to adjust to the changes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Just keep going with it. You have everyone. There's room for everyone here. That's, exactly. That's the whole mentality of it. All right, before we wrap up, uh, since I've got both of you here, the two of you have been working on something new that uh, a photography project that involves books, right? Yes. Well, you know, I kind of um, opened up about it last week saying a lot of there's a trend right now where people are using their favorite romantic films and stuff like that. And it is beautiful. I love it. I'm here to say, I love it. I love all of the photographers that are trying to shoot like a movie set yeah, because that's what's inspiring them and they're planning it. And I was like, God, that is gorgeous. It's a less posed um, outlook on photography. It looks more authentic and more, you know, there's always movement when people are shooting like movies and Mm -hmm. it just honestly, the way that people are shooting right now to shoot like movies is reminding me more of film because the yeah. movement and the realness of it. And um, I think it's also a good challenge for a photographer yeah. to like plan out to put more effort into their shoot. So I love it. I mean, I hope it sticks around and catches on more, but I wanted to do my own thing like that. And I just read more than I watch movies at this phase of life. Um, that hasn't always been the case and it might not always be, but it is right now. So I read a lot and I'm like, man, it would be so fun to see these books come to life. So the idea came to me quickly. Brianna reads probably as much as I do and reads very different books than me. So she's kind of on the trend with books. And so she kind of like helped me plan um, what could be, you know. So I started out with one that I had just finished because it was fresh on my brain and got a couple um, in the area that I know to to model for me and we planned out actual scenes from the book so that it would make sense. So, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing you could do it, you know, just to let a book inspire you, but I wanted it to actually tie in with it. Okay. And, um, even so, even through that process of planning the shots and shooting completely different than I normally would, because I was trying to disguise the area to match the book. Um, I edited really different, and decided to make a little preset pack available from that in case in case you're out shooting at, you know, 11 F-stop <laughs> like yeah. I was. Yeah. Um, and you want to build, you know, you want a preset that's 
I've been talking about this for a long time, you know, when we were talking about how we prefer just to see an iPhone photo because it's so real. Mm-hmm. I, that's how I am with digital photography. I just almost can't stand the popular presets. I just yeah. feel like everyone got whitewashed there. Everyone is yeah. um, having a harder time standing out now because, and I understand why, and I still revert to like older popular presets because it feels like that's what you're supposed to do. You're probably thinking your client expects that too, and maybe they do. So, but when I get to do projects like this that are for me, I throw all of that out the window and I go with a really very realistic editing um, technique and I build it off from scratch and I'm not changing like tonal curves so much that it's got like (laughs) the creamy highlight and stuff that, you know, the too warm, what what do I say? It all sounds negative that I'm saying this, but I'm saying it's very minimal, but but enough to hopefully bring yeah. bring your pictures a little extra. So okay. those are available on the Might Sound Wild yep. um, shop. Just click on the shop link on mightsoundwild.co and you'll see those presets there. So check them out. Maybe you can uh, use those to give your own little uh, book type feel to your shoes. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I guess it's going to wrap it up for this week. We'll be back uh, next Wednesday morning, a new episode up about 8 o'clock Eastern time every Wednesday morning. So make sure you subscribe to us so that way you get that notification on your phone when that new episode is available. Brianna, thank you for joining us again. Always a pleasure to have you on the podcast, and we'll get you back again soon. You're welcome. (laughs) All right. Join us next week for another Might Sound Wild podcast.